The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I talked to Jeremy Stevens on the phone, and we have Kamaro Usman and Anthony Smith in studio. What a good show. I do well in my picks. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How's your, how's your beverage, Jimmy? My coffee is hot, wow. refreshing, energizing, wow. has me ready to broadcast. Man, I'm. How I about might, you? I'm, I might be a little off in the beginning. Why? Well, I don't know, man. I'm a little parched, a little. My energy's where. I wish I had a coffee. I'm enjoying my hot, refreshing, energizing beverage. I think this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I think it's. I don't think it's an accident. I don't either. No, I think I, that I'm with you. I think that you don't take as much jabs at him, and I think I play around a little bit. I try to have fun. And I. It's almost like a bit now. I kind of torture him a little bit. Give him the business. And now he's going. He goes, "Oh, it's not ready." He's going to go out there, and he's putting his balls in my coffee, isn't he? No, I hope so. I have the utmost respect for you. The Keurig ran out of water. That's I've asked him to do I that, and he coming. won't. <laughs> my coffee. Listen, uh, we have a great show. We have Jeremy Stevens on the phone, hopefully in a moment. And we also have Anthony Smith and Kamaru Usman coming in. I wow. think these guys are out doing press together. Wow. They are in the main event and co-main event this Saturday night. What a card. Jones against Smith for the light heavyweight title. And, of course, Woodley against Usman for the welterweight title. The fight, the third fight down is Lawler-Ben Askren. I mean, this whole fucking the whole card, card whole is card. amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Jeremy Stevens is fighting Zabit Magomed Sharipov. They are the uh, the prelims headline fight, made event. Yes, fight. that's wild. What? Yeah. Oh, we got Jeremy on the phone. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, you're talking to Matt Sarah and Jim Norton on uh, UFC Unfiltered. How you doing? Fantastic. How's it going? Good, good. It's a little hard to hear. Your phone is kind of uh, uh, cutting in and out. So you're fighting a very, very interesting uh, guy who's who's made quite a name for himself in the last couple of years in, in Zabit. Yes, sir. Yep. Have you fought... Who, oh, uh, everybody, sir. who would you say you fought that most resembles him? Can you think of anyone you fought who most resembles him? Uh, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, you know, Cowboy Cerrone. Hey, oh. Jeremy, we're going to call you back because we, we, it sounds like you're underwater. There's a weird connection. I can hardly hear what you're saying, and you, I, I want to catch what you're saying. We're going to call you back in two seconds. You sound like an Autobot. Yeah, but there's, there's something <laughs> wrong with the audio. <laughs> we'll call you right back. <laughs> we'll call you, we're calling you right back, buddy. Okay. Sound like Megatron. Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. 
<laughs> of course you don't. You're an adult. <laughs> I do. I know Megatron. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rawr, that's what he sounds like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Who doesn't know? Not like that. Well, Nothing like that. Oh, actually, yeah. What does he sound like? What does he sound like? Do you ever do an Autobot? Uh-oh. Yes. All right, we got him. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's going down? That's Thank a lot you. better. Much better, yeah. We tried you. Are you, are you driving now, or are you, are you in a, uh, a solid location? No, I'm driving. I'll be home in like two minutes. Well, it's better now, though. It, it is much better. That was uh, that was fairly bad. Now your last the last fight you had against uh, you know I thought of you this weekend because uh, you, you were you, a, a body shot uh, against Jose Aldo got you and it also got a, a Volante. Where, where in the body did that actually hit you? Like what happened in in that? Uh, you know what's funny is uh, you know I had a bad weight cut and I I dry heaved. And uh, it, it cost me. You know, I was, I, I was great leading up to the fight. I had fantastic sleep, no excuses. But in the middle of my sternum was a super tightness from the dry heaves. And, like, as I was walking out in the tunnel, like, I, I hit myself in the stomach, kind of loosen up. And I was like, damn, like, that's super tight. Like, ugh. I was like, fuck. And I was just kind of tapping. <laughs> and I, I literally was like, man, I hope I don't get hit here. Oh, and uh, you know, sure enough, boom, get hit right in that spot. So it was just like right under the sternum. It wasn't even the liver; it was uh, right underneath the uh, the sternum. And man, it, it just it was fucking it hurt. <laughs> is, is that where you get hit? Like when you're in the schoolyard and the air just leaves? Like is that one of those things where you just all the breath is knocked out of your body? Yeah, that's like one of those ones where the, the little kids are growing up and he's a little rough ass, you know, and then he just comes up and sucker punches you and either in the balls or in the right, right in the, the <laughs> stomach when you ain't paying attention and you're like, oh, like a little jerk, you know? Yeah. That was uh, it's kind of those ones, you know? How, how would the weight cut affect that? Because I don't know about, about the physiology of a weight cut. What would that do? Uh, how would that happen? Uh, are you talking about dry heaves? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, what would that do? Does that, that just tighten you up? Yeah, well, you know, it's you ever been really hammered and you you're trying to throw up, but you just can't throw up, and you're just like, and nothing's coming out. Yeah, that's basically that's what dry heaving is. And uh, I was just I dehydrated myself a little bit too early, and uh, it was a vicious weight cut. And you know, I I made a lot of mistakes leading up to that. I got a bunch of data. Uh, of what not to do, and I, I went and changed and fixed those mistakes, you know. But basically, it was just the dry heaving, it was too much, and it, and it started to uh, tighten up my abdominals, and it cost me, it cost me big. And, and obviously, you can't give away. You had named a couple of people. I asked you who you fought that reminded you a bit of Zabit or that you feel were similar. Could you repeat those just in case people didn't catch them because the audio wasn't great when you were saying? I know you mentioned Max Holloway. Yeah, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis, Donald Cerrone, uh, you know, guys like um, who, uh, let me say, uh, Cub Swanson would be a guy, you know, he's uh, pretty trickery, likes to do a lot of spinning stuff, you know, so we're uh, well prepared, we're ready for this challenge, sure. we're, we're excited, we welcome it. Well, I'll tell you, man, before that, that the, you know, the, the situation with Jose Aldo, you were coming off, you know, three straight. And that was very impressive. It was with Gilbert Melendez, Tuho Choi, and uh, Josh Emmett, who was looking extremely studly in, until you had your way there. So, I mean, you had some momentum in, in, until, this, until this happened with uh, Jose. Now, Sabit has a lot, a ton of uh, smoke. Now, Malik, I'm trying to use a, a, a cool... Uh, it's cool. Right? You, it works. <laughs> you want to take all that smoke. No, but he's got a lot of hype behind him. 
Now you take out him. You do. You have your way with Zabit. You're right back in there. It was that your motivation with taking this fight with Zabit. Uh, you know what? Everybody's running from this guy. From what I hear, no one wants to fight him. I kid you not. You know, right before I fought Emmett, I was in the I was in the back right before the the weigh-ins, and uh, Mark Delagrati came up and and. Uh, and uh, Sean Shelby, and they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, everything's great. And this is right before I fought Emmett. And I was, and he's talking about, like, this to beat dude, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, we take this guy out. Let's go to Russia. Never been to Russia. Let's go. <laughs> and Della Grotti's just like, damn, dude, you're a fucking animal. He's like, I can't believe that you would even, you're talking about another fight and you got a fight lined up. And I'm like, hey, you know, uh, you know, to me, everybody's running away from this guy. I'm not that type of dude, you know. I think this guy is is hyped up. You know, he, who's he fought? Name one guy who's really fought in the top ten. Nobody. You can't name him. He's never fought nobody like me. He's in for a big challenge, and he knows it. And we're going to ask. Sorry, Matt. We're going to ask you that too. You are definitely the biggest challenge he's had to face to date. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, enough said. Biggest challenge that he's got. You know, pressure's on him. Enough for nothing. Um... Your, your toughness is, is a very strong attribute. You're a very, and, and that's, that's a, word, a word overused. This guy's tough. No, you're very tough. And he, and this other, what's a kid that stuffed it up? Uh, I don't want to say, st- I don't want to say stuffed it up Zabit's ass, but he definitely. Kyle Bakhtiak. Kyle. Kyle was outgunned in that match, but nobody told Kyle that. So Kyle was going after him. You know the fight I'm talking about, Jeremy? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, Kyle was going up after him until the end of, until the, the, end of the bell, uh, the last bell, um, the final bell. He was just going after him, and Zabin almost, I think, started to get a little tired. I think he was maybe looking past this kid, and I was there for that fight, and that kid was in his face at the... That, I liked that Kyle. I mean, he had nothing... I mean, he, was, he wasn't intimidated. You know, and yeah, and I think, and I feel you're bringing more to the table. So I'm, I mean, the second I heard this fight announced, yeah. I remember that Jimmy, Absolutely. I was immediately psyched, as I'm sure a lot of people are. What do you think? I too? appreciate that, Matt. No, yeah. no problem, buddy. I saw you briefly. Uh, who were you cornering the other day? I saw you when I was with Aljo in Phoenix. Yeah, right? yes, sir. Uh, great fight by uh, Aljamain, man. He's oh, looking you. sharp lately. I'm glad he's back out there with you guys, man. He's looked. Uh, He's looked unstoppable, and, uh, you know, the funk master's doing his funk. He's, he's looking great. And I was cornering uh, Miles Jury uh, for the uh, Andre Feely fight. But uh, I, I, I agree with you. You know, this, uh, this guy, you know, Kyle realized, like, oh, boy, hits like a bitch. And he was able just to just kind of bite down on the mouthpiece and, like, bro, you cannot hurt me, you know. And uh, I'm really good at not taking a lot of hits. The damage, you know, and it's it's it, and I come with a lot more smarts than that. And uh, like I said, this is a big task for him, you know. Without giving anything away, you know, he's in for a long night, and I I have clear intentions on hurting this guy and making it a bad night for him. And, and I wanted to ask you too, because you said a lot of guys are avoiding fighting Zabit. Why why do you think they're avoiding it? What is it about him? Do you think that has people nervous about taking a fight with him? Because they're not from that Matt Sarah era, bro. <laughs> a lot of these guys uh, picking and choosing, wanting money fights. I'm the type of guy you call me, and I'm confident that I can beat anybody in my division. And this is why I take these fights. Uh, a lot of people are just, let's just be honest, they're scared. You know, let's call it what it is. Sure. You know, they're scared, they're intimidated. You know, he's a Russian Dagestani. You know, 
uh, Russian guy. You know, people were scared. People were scared of the wrestling. People were scared of his spinning stuff. I'm not. You know, you're not going to throw anything that I haven't seen in, in 10, 11 years of fighting, you know, or, or even on the street. You know, that's you, you're in there with a different level type of breed. You know, you're in there with somebody who can knock you out with, with any limb. Even my cauliflower ears can knock you out. You know, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're, you're in there with a different type of psycho. You know, you talk about meanness and roughness and, and toughness, I have that. And I also have the skills to pay the bills. I have, I have great fight IQ. You know, these are the reasons why they're putting me on the main event on ESPN, because they know people are tuning in because I'm swinging. I'm trying to take you out. I got, I got clear intentions. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to my craft. 2019 is going to be my year. Jimmy, I can't recall a a boring Jeremy Stevens I was fight. Thinking you literally, I was literally just thinking you're never in a <laughs> shitty fight. It's always a good fight with you. Um, and I wanted to ask you, too, what are your thoughts on Max jumping up to fight Poirier for the interim uh, lightweight because uh, 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 Habib has decided to sit out for a year? Uh, first of all, thank you guys. Really appreciate that. You know, uh, you know that my my hard work doesn't go uh, unnoticed. Nope. You know, I, I literally I go in there, I fight with my heart, and uh, I leave it all on the line. You know, I really uh, I like the fact that you know it's just my style and it, it puts on a show for for fans around the world. One day, uh, you know, I'll have to retire and and uh, be be doing other things. But I really appreciate that. As far as uh, Max Holloway going up there, you know, uh, congrats to him, man. He's really uh, made a powerful impact in the 145-pound division. He's got a chance to be the champ champ, you know, somebody who I really feel like is fighting all the time. Uh, Max is a real one, man. And uh, him going up to 155, fighting Poirier. Uh, Poirier's another guy I like to watch fight, man. He's never in a boring fight. Either is Max. Uh, that's a great matchup. That's something that I'll be tuning into and uh, look forward to uh, watching. Now, you fought Max before. Now, the extra 10 pounds, how do you think that affects him? Max is a big guy. I feel like some of us guys that are fighting at 145 pounds usually match up great with these guys at 155. No one's throwing Max around. No one's throwing me around. So uh, he matches up great with him. And Max is a tall, big guy. You know, So uh, it's going to be a great matchup. I'm, uh, Poirier beat him once. You know, Can he do it again? We don't know. It's uh, interesting. Uh, you know, also I'd like to see uh, Ferguson get uh, get a shot, man. That guy's like what eleven, twelve, and zero in his last fights. You know, and he hasn't gotten a title fight yet. Well, no, he did so turn it down. Dana he, said he, he turned won. it down. Uh, Tony turned the fight down. They, I think they offered it to Tony against Max first, uh, and Tony has taken a lot of damage. And I believe he said thank you, but I can't this time because he just took a lot of damage. Is that what he said? Yeah, I don't he, think that's true. I think I think Tony deserves something better than Max Holloway. I'm not saying anything about bad about Max, but you know, 55 has been Tony Tony's uh, division for a long time. I feel like he needs a big fight. You know, I, I feel like he's one of those guys who's been putting on a show nonstop. You know, he's creative. I mean, he, he's come through adversity. He's like 12 and 0 right now, or or something crazy. You know, why not give that guy a shot? That guy deserves somebody uh, who's credible. Uh, you know, he, he deserves somebody. You know, it's Tony time. You know, he, he needs to be fighting Khabib yeah. or Conor uh, McGregor, somebody big, you know, and, and, and Max is a great challenge. That'd be a great fight. But, you know, uh, Tony, I feel like, deserves something really good. I, I agree. Oh, so you say you, you don't think that's true. You think that his reason for not fighting is because he's kind of waiting for Khabib or for uh, Conor as opposed to wanting to fight uh, another interim fight. Yeah, why not? I mean, 55 is uh, Tony's division. You know, Max coming up. You know, with Poirier. That I mean, that's that's a great fight. But you know, it, it uh, just 
you know, I feel like Tony's deserved a, a title shot. He's the interim champ, then he's not. You know, but the fact is, is Tony's just been putting in a lot of a lot of work and making a lot of great fights and and making uh, UFC really rich off the fights that he's been putting on. So I feel like he deserves a, a big shot, a title shot, if that. You know, not not somebody coming up from 145 pounds just to make an interesting fight. You know, let's let's get back to the realness and what UFC is all about. Now and, you uh, the divisions, you know. Now, sorry, uh, sorry, Joey. Now you mentioned too that you're not afraid to look past a fight to another one, and they said you're kind of crazy. So let's just say you beat uh, Zabit. Is there anybody you have in mind? Obviously, you're not looking past him as a fighter, but is there anybody you have in mind uh, who you would want to line up after him if it goes your way? Anybody who's in front of me, you know that Alexander just fought. Uh, there's Brian Ortega. I'd love to run it back with uh, Jose or Max. You know. You just give me you give me two fights. Let me handle these two fights. We're talking about title shots and and the, the guy next in line. Like I said, my big fat juicy goal this year, 2019, is to be the unden- undeniable number one contender, if not the next guy in line for a title shot. That's a pretty realistic goal, too. A lot of guys want the title immediately. You think you're going to have to fight Zabit and at least one more guy before you're considered? Yeah, I don't think Zabit's really uh, highly ranked, but. I mean, go back and look at my fights before Aldo. None of them guys have fought. Them guys are sidelined due to due to fucked up legs and fucked up orbitals. You know, like right. those guys are on the those guys are on the injured list. And then the other guy I sent to a military uh, a military camp. You know, so <laughs> these guys, you know, the, the fear that I'm putting in, the, the pressure, and no, this is laugh, laugh it up, laugh it up. But this is real talk. I told you guys when I knock people out, they don't fucking move, man. And this is real shit. You know. Uh, Gilbert, his leg's still hurting. You know, he's walking around like an injured calf. You know, Choi, man, he went off to military pushing papers because he, he realized he ran into a real one. Uh, Emmett, who knows where he's at, man. He's, he's, he's nowhere to be seen. These guys are seriously fucked up, and that's the type of fight that I bring to the table. And uh, this guy, you know, I look forward to putting my clear intentions on him and making him quit on the stool. So, you know, this is my time. I think Jeremy just put three... Three guys' careers on hold when they fought. <laughs> yeah, him. he really did. Well, people should look into that before they sign the fight. Jeremy Stevens. They got to say, "Holy fuck, my my livelihood could be at stake." Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. It's like you having a bad night of comedy and never working again, or not working for us a, a good amount of time. That would make a lot of people happy. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, look, man, I'm looking forward to watching. This is an incredible fight. And, you know, even though you're higher ranked by quite a few, it's a smart fight to take, too, because he's a guy everybody's talking about, and like it's a high-profile uh, high fight. So 100%. I think you're definitely guys like you in, in, in your position who take a lower-ranked hot prospect who is, who's doing really well is, is a very, very ballsy thing, and a lot of guys don't do it. So I'm really glad that you took this fight. So you're a throwback, Jeremy Stevens. Hey, Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely. I better get him now before uh, a couple more years, and he actually starts fighting good guys and really getting that that fight experience and uh, moves on to do great things. There's no doubt in my mind that the kid is uh, kid is sharp, we're well prepared, and in the future he's going to be great. But March second is my night, and he's in for a long one. Well, be great. you are the uh, main event of the UFC 235 ESPN prelims this Saturday, March 2nd at 8 o'clock. And uh, good luck, man. We love watching you fight. Yeah, Jeremy. Hey, thank you, guys. I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for the love, and I hope to see you guys soon. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, Jeremy. Take care, man. I'm excited for that fight. Yeah, me too, man. I think that he's a... He is a beast. He's a beast. He's a throwback. (laughs) He's a throwback. Who do you want me to fight? When? Give me a date. Get me the opponent whenever you want to get the opponent. Give me a date. And he's smart to recognize... 
that that's a good fight to take. That's a fight that people are talking about. People want to see Zabit fight. It's oh, a yeah. really smart fight. For fucking, him to take. you see, Jimmy. First of all, the guy's got fight IQ. You, you hear the guys he's fought, and also Jimmy, he's been around. No, he's been around. He's been around the world. I fucked it up, Jimmy. He's no, been around. He's been around. Keep going. <laughs> I, I want, I want I, more I song. I, you know what it is? What? You're like a sunflower, Jimmy. I think your love will be too much. I fuck, can I say it like that? I'm not yeah, saying yeah, it. you can say I'm it. I'm just talking. Yeah, you're not Jim, wrong. You're like a sunflower. Thank you. You know? I've been told. Of I think your love would be too much. No. I can't say it. No, you Are you going to take that out? No, no. You can't but take you that can't, out. You can't sing. I what like to sing. And if you don't want me to sing, Chris the producer. I'd love to hear you sing. Too bad. I'll give you a raspberry. <laughs> but we don't want to pay. Uh, what's his face? What's his Who? Name? Post Malone? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. They should be thanking me. Post- You're welcome, Post Malone and Sway. Not Sway. Who the fuck is he? Who's the other guy in that fucking thing? I, I don't know. I don't know, but let me tell you something. I'm it makes me want to move know. my feet, Jimmy. <laughs> Does uh, it? Oh, man. Door? It makes you want to move your feet right out the window. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jimmy. What but, uh, by the way, can, so can I just read this? So this was Tony Ferguson on Instagram. He Ooh. posted after... Yeah. Officially, Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier was set for 236 for the interim title. Okay. Tony Ferguson put, because Dana had said that he, they, Tony Ferguson was offered the fight. Sure. He turned it down. Tony Ferguson said on Instagram, we took some unneeded damage this past year. Recovery from the knee surgery, surgery and battling through adversity really put a damper on the overall mood these last few months. We're working harder to be better than yesterday, crew. I make lots of mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Have a great weekend. Be safe and stay warm. We got work to do. So to me, he's saying, you know, he came back. Very quickly against Pettis. If he's not going to get a, a, a straight title shot, he's then right. it kind of yeah. makes sense. He, and he's way. he's way. And it's a smart. I think it'd be a silly fight for him to take, honestly. And again, no disrespect to Holloway, but he wants to fight Connor or uh, Connor or uh, uh, Khabib. Yeah. But the problem is, if Max wins, then Max might be next in line for one of those guys because that's a a two oh, belt sure. champion. Yeah. Well, I may. I mean. Max and Khabib, that was supposed to happen in Brooklyn when Allen ended up getting the fight. And then obviously Connor and Max would be a rematch if that happened. Ally Quinta? Raging Ally Quinta? Raging Ally Quinta, yeah. He's technically violent, according to uh, <laughs> Phoenix Connavale. He is. And Poirier yeah. deserves the shot, too. I, I, I would Poirier, rather. Yeah, go ahead. I, so I'd rather see Max fight Khabib when he's had a full camp for Khabib, too. I, I don't want to see yeah. him fighting, dropping 30 pounds two days before. If he's going to get that fight, I want to see that fight with him really having a camp. Jimmy, yes, can I come to one of your shows and just sing? Like a parody thing. I'd just love sing. That. Sure, you can open. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I would love I'm that. getting, I just, I feel like I got a burst. All right, let's get back to some news. What do you think Listen, of Gasolum, uh, Israel Adesanya? Holy shit. Interim, uh, uh, sorry, UFC interim middleweight belt. How long is for, how long is Whitaker out for? Um, it's kind of unclear, I guess, right now, but they're probably trying not to rush him back. I mean, I guess he probably wants to be back around the summer. I, maybe I read that somewhere, but there's no like definitive time. So basically, it's whichever one of these guys wins gets to fight him. Yeah. But then again, Gaslam is, again, taking a big shot. This is the same thing that happened with Frankie Edgar against um, uh, Brian Ortega. You know, he's, fight, he's fighting uh, Holloway. Max has to drop out. Frankie decides to fight. Brian Ortega, did he you, takes a tough loss. Did you say something to insult him? Why did he run out the room? Uh, I think he's getting a call. Okay. It may be our guests. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-game seven episode of Pull Up. 
an epic game seven in Denver. 37 points back to back, essentially close out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. I uh, see that. See how we have questions like from like the people on Instagram and yeah. stuff. I see a Genova 7. That's my buddy. <laughs> the fuck? That's the guy I play video games with. Wow. <laughs> well, that sounds funny. When what? I say like, I'm an adult. <laughs> when I say, I'm fucking be 45. It's okay. And, Jim, and when I say there's a guy I play video games with, it could be weird. No, not at all. But oh, boy, Jimmy, we have so much fun. We go in there. I'll tell you, it was myself versus Duke of Prunes. I it was listen. Uh-huh. It was in stand. It was standout battle royale. We dropped. We were in the lobby. We were talking some shit, right? And next thing you know, this Duke of Prunes. He had me in the house. That's his nickname. That's his name on there. Screen name. And he had. He was downstairs. I was upstairs. He wa- He goes. Listen, the barrier's coming, Kamora Savage. That's my name on there. Sure. He goes. What you gonna do? Come out of the house. I go. No. He goes. Ah, oh, come on. You can't stay. To- you know what I did, Jimmy? Oh, you're gonna love it, Jimmy. Wait, I what happened? I I, I dropped a grenade oh, out the thing, eager house and I boy. killed him. <laughs> he didn't know. He was he was saying, "Oh man, good one." And I had my raptor dinner, and then I went to attack my wife, and it didn't work out because my kid had to. Uh, my five year old ended up had uh, sleeping in my bed last night. Oh no! What are you doing? That happened? It, you just oh, gotta... It's what you call a C block. I was, and Jimmy, not for nothing. I was in I was in Phoenix, and then I was in Florida. Sure, okay. I went to Phoenix. Obviously, the Aljo Sterling took care of business. Boy, did he! I'm so proud of Aljo. I am so proud yeah, of Aljo. Definitive. Just so good, so good. This the sky's the limit for that kid. Future champ. Yeah. But um. Anyway, so then we got back, and then I went to, I, I did a couple shows last week, and then uh, I went to go visit uh, my family because my in-laws are in Florida. Went out there, got some. Do you see my my color? Yeah, you're very tan. Thank you. And so, you know, I hung out a little bit. What was my point about all this? Um, no. Oh, oh, my point is I haven't got laid in a while. No. So, I mean, you know. Your kid was scared. So, because if I'm in, in Florida, like, because it's my in-law's house, my wife's not going to let me attack her there. Really? No, she doesn't <laughs> let me. I'll How about like, if you're quiet? I'll be like, I'll be quiet. I'll 
put your face in a pillow type of shit. Just and she's just like, no, she doesn't want to score my ki- not even my kids. I mean, her. I mean, listen, enough for nothing. Give me a break. You're married. I'm a married man. Let me. Can I have some relations? I can see if you're on the couch. No, but no. I mean, if you're in the bedroom, can you just go quietly? I could. Could you? No. When I when I when I shoot my load, it's a fucking oh, ah, it's a fucking mess. Oh, yes, you're loud. Okay, I'm loud when I orgasm. Sorry that's to hear the guys. Loud. That's what they come into. Yeah, Mass give me Chuck a Camaro. Him. Give me. I'm a hugger. Give me something, man. How are you, buddy? Good hello, good. sir. Say hello to Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing? Good, good to see you again. You too, buddy. All right, my man. What's up, bro? Hello, What's sir. Up? How are you? Good to see you. Oh, man. So I thought you and Anthony were traveling together. No, you guys are just meeting up? He's coming. They're separate got, cars. Oh, separate cars. cars. Okay, separate good. Cars. I mean, come on, man. He's headlining. He's headlining. It's so exciting. It's big time, yeah. man. You can put those on if you want. Now, is this a fashion thing here with the one glove, Kamaro? Oh, no, actually. I take this one off so I can still work my phone. Oh, are you like a germaphobe or something? No, I'm not a German foe, but it's. I understand. You know, with with these gloves, these are actually like nice special gloves. Hey, where I can work my phone through the glove, but I can't do the thumbprint. Sure. So I got to be able to get in and out of the phone. How's so. the uh, the weather compared to you? You live in Miami now. Is it Miami? In, uh, South Florida. Okay. So everyone calls it Miami. South yeah. Florida. And so how's how do you how you liking the weather? Um, I've adapted to it. I like the weather. The humidity does get a bit annoying sometimes yeah. because after training, I come outside and just uh, the hassle of putting my bag and my gloves all in the trunk. By that time, I'm, I'm sweating again. So I do hate that. But. Now, I saw you in Vegas, and I, I've told you before, you really go out on the town. When you go out, you dress, you oh like to go goodness. out. So I'm wondering, how is Miami affecting you? Because that's oh. a town that's like, is, is it harder to stay focused? Like, if you train in Milwaukee, what else do you do? You train? That's true. That's probably the nicest place in the city is Absolutely. the gym. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I don't really go out, to be honest with you. I, I don't really go out where I, I'm at. So if I do, it, it's very rare, but I, I like to I like to clean up. It, it was something that's been ingrained in me ever since I was little. When I get When I want to go somewhere... I, I like to dress up. I like to clean up, smell good. I, I'm a hygiene kind of smell good. Look, I'm with you, you know, yeah. look good and feel good. I'm that type of guy. You wear that Niger- is it Nigerian like clothes? What am I? It's a, it's just an African custom. You know, different parts of Africa have different, you know, way of dressing. Different, they're just different cultures. The way we put on our clothes and and that's just that's mainly like the Nigerian, the West African. That's mainly how we dress with the with the big agbada is what we call that and, and, and just the the you know, we, we do it up. You know, like I said, I'm Nigerian, we love style. Did you see only because we're talking about Africa now, did you see Black Panther? I don't know if you're a movie guy. I, I'm I I'm you know, after I get it? this belt, I better be in the sequel. That, you, did you see I, it? Yes, I saw did it. Did you like it? I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Isn't Dude. it about a fictional place? I've never I'm not a big superhero. It is. Guy. I mean, when was the last time you heard of Wakanda on the on the map? Right? It that sounds awesome. I, I, it, it sounds fake, but again, there's a lot of places that I would think were fake that absolutely. were actually a real place. No, Schenectady, absolutely. if I didn't drive through it, I would like this bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Did you see it, Jimmy? What? Black Panther? I did not. Blasphemy. Are you are you serious? I've only seen the only movie I saw was Vice because I like Christian Bale. I have to see. I get them sent to me because I have. I'm, I'm a member of SAG. What do you just hide in a closet? I, I, well, I remember, nah, he's been he's out of the no closet idea. a long time. Ago. He's not <laughs> one foot in, one foot out. <laughs> Depends on how long the dress is. Um, you know. Um, so yeah, no, I've not seen it. First of all, I got <laughs> I got to commend you guys. You guys are moving on up. I mean, look at this state of the art studio you were, you now. Were with us at the I was. Old I came one. to the old one. Ago. 
And and that was like yeah, you know Jimmy. going upstairs and you know it. around the building yeah. and it was like I mean it was still official studio still nice but now mm. you guys are like up in the building eleventh floor this is a this is you know, no, we like this place yeah he's a little lovely. further away from us a little <laughs> bit. Chris, we better. have a chair for coats <laughs> there's a nice office hustle and bustle of people yeah, the other place really it. did look like a snuff film set <laughs> you walk up the fucking eight flights of steps it absolutely was and then you got to come in the back the side door it looked like you guys might be filming a porno on the yeah. side or something <laughs> and plus this is easier to get guys too because of where we're located it's very close to midtown so if you're doing yeah. other press it's just an easier place for no, guys absolutely. to come to. Absolutely, I actually just did one. Uh, I think two blocks away from here. You did right, so yeah. they'll, they'll double you up and yeah. have you come. We're, we're always happy to get guys in studio. It's just a different energy when somebody oh. is here, especially yeah. guys we like. Tomorrow. Oh, oh look, yeah, speaking yeah. of guys we like, oh, it's fucking Lionheart. Yeah. Give me some Lionheart. <laughs> Good to see you. How are you? Is Matt Sarah a fan of Lionheart? Can oh, you not yeah. tell. I'm a big fan. I, mean, I did the same thing, but you came in. Right you guys surprised us. I know, but my, I mean, his scream was kind of a little louder than mine. Oh, that's messed up. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah but you got a hug. He didn't. That's true. So you had to that's make true. up for I, the, the table was between us. Uh, Let's not play favorites. <laughs> I'm just excited. This is, this literally is, a, this is an, an underdog table right here. Yeah. Yes. Three, I'm saying three guys, Jimmy, because, you know. But fair I'm, enough. I'm not a fighter. I understand. Jimmy. But I'm you saying, out. no, he's right though. Hey, no, man, I am an underdog in other ways. I'm I'm excited because I know what it's like to be in both your guys' shoes. I literally do. If anybody, especially yours, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's both of you. He's a dominant champion too. But people, I know when people aren't the guys closest to you is one thing. I know when the 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 majority um, opinion is that you're walking to go get slaughtered. You know that? For sure. And he's like, what the fuck did I walk into? No, but right or wrong, that's what... Every, but doesn't that somehow empower you? I loved it. I fucking loved... No, was there less people, pressure on you for that? Oh, 100%. There should be no pressure. I mean, really. You Zero. should be whistling Zero. to the cage. Yeah, no one no one expects shit from me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just John Jones' next victim, you know, to, to the majority of the world. But uh, I was just telling the people earlier, like, I feel like a criminal. Like I'm, I like I know something that no one else knows, and it's I'm gonna great. I'm gonna roll in and and steal some shit from Vegas and then leave. You know what's funny too, I, and you and you you said you went on a message board, and uh, you had been lurking for a while, and then you finally posted. Isn't it like does the opinion of the fans matter to you on some level? No, not really, not really. I, the message board. You went all the way that deep. Well, yeah, we we looked it up and then you, you, guys you went, went deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, you went to the underground. But no, it's funny uh, that like somebody who's <laughs> that's fighting, it, it's it's like it does affect us what people say. It's like even though you know we try to block it out, but yeah. it's like right. People, well, and I only re I reached out to the underground because there's a lot of supporters there. The underground's been around a long time. A lot of trolls, also. A lot of trolls. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of trolls. trolls. So I was I was every every everybody lurks on the underground sure. at, at some point and, and in some way, but. Uh, there was a lot of support, so I, I reached out to to let them know, you know, like I'm here, like I, I see you guys, and I appreciate the support, and and you know, it seemed to matter. A lot of those guys were appreciative, you know, that that I am still there. So it was cool. It was cool. Do you think that John is underestimating you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're as dominant as he's been, without as many challenges, and 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 he doesn't necessarily have to answer all the time for the stuff that he does, you know it. it I don't. I don't know how you could think that he's taking me seriously. And, and like, think about this: How many times have you guys heard me say that I'm taking John Jones seriously? I don't have to say it, right? You know. So, on four or five different occasions, he's had to say it over and over and over again without being asked. No one's asking John if he's taking me seriously at all. Um, the only person they're asking is me. 
So uh, I don't know why. I don't know if he's trying to convince me or convince himself, but uh, I just don't. I don't. I don't think that his arrogance and his confidence will let him see a valid threat. Can I ask you, who your jujitsu coach? Who, who is he? I, I I watched this countdown special, and he was saying some stuff that I liked a lot as far as with the feet and the hips making the framework when he gets taken down. Right. He was going over stuff that went wrong with um, with Gus's fight. Right. But, uh, yeah, his uh, name is Scott Morton. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, smart. Yeah, he's a third degree black belt under Rodrigo Vahi. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. good. No, because I was watching and I like to really listen to the the details of what's going on when, like, especially when you hit the floor, you know, because I love jujitsu and I'm like, all right, all right, he's saying everything, feet and the hips, this and that, and I feel that John Jones, from this moment on in his career, is going to be really looking to have a game plan similar to what he did with Gus. I think he's going to have a he's going to feel he has an advantage over everybody especially on top. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, and, and I'm okay with that. Like I I love jiu-jitsu. We've talked about it before. Like I started out as a jiu-jitsu guy, you know. I have never claimed that I'm some, you know, world-class striker. That's yeah. that's everybody else. I've always said I'm a jiu-jitsu guy at heart, and that's how I started. Um and and I'm and I'm more than happy to get into a grappling battle with John. You know, I I think that John puts everything together really, really well. He's really smart. He makes really good decisions, uh, especially on the fly. But in a jiu-jitsu match, there's, I don't think there's a world that exists that John Jones beats me in jiu-jitsu. just doesn't happen. It's been a long time, Jimmy, but you know he got his arm popped from Vitor. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a nasty arm lock. Those long limbs are great for, you know, obviously keeping range, but on the floor... They're long ass limbs to get a hold of. I For like sure. that feet and the hips. I like where your jujitsu coach was going with that. And as far as finding like um, <clears throat> a weakness in somebody, when you look at at Woodley, and, and you look at what he brings to the table, I don't want you to give any kind of game plan away. But did you see any holes there? Because the last time somebody was really able to work him over was Nate Marquardt, like a fucking decade ago. How long ago was that? You can look it up. Why not? Yeah, it, up. it was a while. I mean, so you can give away the game plan. We'll just cut it out. <laughs> we won't ever. No, so you, it, it's it's no. There, there's really, there's really no game plan. I mean, there, there's an outline. I, I call it an outline. There's an outline that you have going into a fight. Like I know this guy has no ground, so the outline would be like, let's work on getting him down to the ground because when we get him down to the ground, we have a distinct advantage there. You know, that's kind of an outline. But for me, it's not really no game plan. Like I said, I do everything. I do everything pretty well. So I'm not the greatest in anything. I'm not the best striker in the world. I'm not the best jujitsu guy. But I do everything really well. Now having to mix it all, I believe in a division right now. I'm a fucking problem when it comes to mixing it all, getting you to think about this while doing this, think about that while doing that. I think I do that better than anybody. And with Woodley, I, I know he's tough. I know he's good everywhere. But I'm going in there to test his heart. We've seen his heart tested it, and we've seen him break. So I'm going in, I'm going to push those buttons. And right now, I don't think anybody does that better than I do. I'm going to push those buttons, and we're going to see who breaks first. And you're the co-main, and the fight right before you is Ben Askren against Robbie Lawler. What, now, what is Askren's problem with you? I, I don't understand what this whole, he said that people would call you Marty. Was it just a nickname because people couldn't say your name, or is he lying? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I just I talked about this in my last interview. Uh, Marty came about when I was in high school. Um, my coach was trying to get me to wrestle. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about wrestling. I never heard of wrestling. Never. So the only wrestling that I knew was WWE, Stone Cold, hitting people with chairs. So he's <laughs> like, why don't you come in and try wrestling? And I'm like, shit you not. My answer, nah, I don't want to get hit with a chair. Nah, I don't want to <laughs> how, how, how old were you? I think I was uh, 14. 
Oh, wow. 14, 13, 14, turning about to turn 14. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to get hit with a chair. I don't do that. And I'm five foot one, 103 pounds, soaking wet. And he's like, why don't you come in and try it? I'm like, ah, oh, no. So I still didn't know what he was talking about. So then I eventually went in to, to try wrestling. And, and he uh, asked me what my name was that year, that freshman year. I went in to try it, but I, I wasn't able to compete. And I, I went through a couple of practices, and that was it. Then the following year, my sophomore year, I just decided I wasn't going to go out for football or basketball. I was going to wrestle. So you get roll. You have to read, read the roller sheet. My full name is Kamaru Dean. So he's going through the list, and, and the coach, the f*** is this? <laughs> Who is that? So he, he's like, Kamaru Dean? Kamaru Dean? Who is this? And I'm like, that's me, coach. And uh, he goes, no, no way in hell I'm calling you that. You, Marty, you look like a Marty. I'm going to call you Marty. So he starts calling me Marty. I'm this little five-foot-one kid. You know, I'm like, all right, sure. I don't care. It's a nickname, you know. So he starts calling me that. Next thing you know, the team starts calling me that. And now the thing is, when you think of, when you have a guy with a name, a nickname, that guy sucks. He's on the team. sucks. He dies out. He's gone. He's, he's over with. You don't hear about that name anymore. It just, he's, the guy's gone. He, you know, he sucks. It didn't make any waves. But when a guy starts to make waves and the guy's just doing big things and he's starting to excel, get better and better, you start to hear that name more and more. So that name just kind of stuck. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm competing in the state tournament. Now you're starting to hear Marty a little more. And that, oh, that Marty kid. And then now college coaches are calling like, hey, we we're trying to get this kid, recruiting this kid. And they're like, who's this? Do you have that Kamarudin kid in your And my coach was like, who, Marty? So then now they start calling oh, Marty. So now they start calling me Marty. Now I go to college, and now the team's starting to call me Marty because of them. And the only way Ben Askren ever heard of me, because he was older than me, is because I was doing my thing in college. I start beating kids up. And then it's like, oh, that Marty kid, that's that Division II kid from Nebraska Carnegie that, that's beating the shit out of everyone. So now he knows. And so he's just trying to run with it. He's just He was looking for something to just kind of jump on to, 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 to kind of, you know, get his name in the, in the picture and, yeah. and start, you know, pulling some strings. But it's not, I don't care about it. Yeah. It makes me, it's not a big deal. Like, I coached season 14 of The Ultimate Fighter. Jason Mayhem Miller started calling me Kush. Everybody in the house called me Kush. To this day, Dennis Bermudez calls me Kush. No, Kush sounds a little cooler than Marty. <laughs> I get Hey, Kush. You're like, I wish that shit started with the coach back in the day. But I, I guarantee this, even back when you were uh, wrestling and up until now, when you're meeting a nice lady, you're not saying you're Marty. You're saying you're Camaro. That's yes, absolutely. And you probably say your whole name, almost like when Gian, he doesn't say it's John. Right. It was Gian or G, G, Gian. whatever the he hell says name is. Whatever his original Italian name is. Yeah, he puts a little swing on it. Gian. You know, with the whole, cause the whole Nigerian, like, you're out, you're at a club, you're smelling good, like you said, yeah, and then uh, a girl comes up, what's your name, Marty? They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> the girl's not going to believe it. It's going to be like, that's a fake name. Well, well, when someone, when I, I meet someone of, of any importance to me or someone I, 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 I want to know or introduce myself yeah. to, that Marty's not my name. That's not my ID or birth certificate. Like, and that's a big thing, too. My father, because when back in the, when I started wrestling and I started to get good and people would talk about me, my dad didn't like that. My dad, a Nigerian dude, he was a major in the right. army. My yeah. dad didn't like that, you know. That you had why? this Americanized name. Yeah, it's like why, why are they, why are they calling you that? That's not your name, you know. And uh, it was just a name. I was like that. It's just a nickname. And so he was okay, but you know, he didn't necessarily like that. So when I introduce myself to someone, I don't introduce myself as that. Like my name is Kamaru. So your dad was? Oh, he was a military guy. Yeah, my dad was a major in the army. How about your dad? 
My dad? Yes. No, I don't know. Oh, you didn't? You don't know your dad? No. You never met him? Oh yeah, I met him. He's not around. Oh okay. <laughs> so <laughs> now, because you, you're you are you thirty years old? Yeah, I'm thirty. And you've been fighting for how long? Wait, you kidding? Thirty? Yeah. Thirty. <laughs> What? 30, it's amazing. Yeah. Young man. What? This guy's fighting when I was in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Started fighting when I was 17 as an amateur. And what, what got you into fighting? What was it that you said, this is what I want to do? Uh, it was a total accident. Uh, I just dropped out of high school. And I was just partying with my friends and being an idiot. And, you know, kind of just kind of bouncing around, not really knowing what was going on. And I walked into a subway in Nebraska City, Nebraska with a buddy to eat. And uh, we went to pay, and there was like a crude little flyer at the cash register, and it said just some, it was kind of a bullshit little flyer. I mean, it wasn't very big, and it had like an amateur fight night. Well, MMA wasn't even sanctioned in Nebraska at that time. It, all you had to do was just show up at that time and that day, and you just signed up, and you just fought. They just matched you up with someone close to your weight and experience. And so I wanted to go watch it one time. And uh, we went up to the event. It was in Omaha. It was like an hour and 10-minute drive. And about halfway through the event, some, a, uh, some announcer came in. The cage was on the floor on top of a wrestling mat. You know, it was a square little bullshit cage that, like, if the corners busted open, the two bouncers would, like, hold the corners together till they could get it fixed after the fight was <laughs> over. They wouldn't even stop the fight. Uh, and, like, halfway through, the announcer came in and said that they needed someone that weighed between, like, 160 and 195 pounds. And I don't know why, I just said, fuck it, I'll do it. So I threw on some basketball shorts. They had some gloves there, a boiling about mouthpiece, and just let him fly. You found your calling. We have, we have something in common. You have three daughters just like me. Yeah. 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 They call it the fighter's curse. I call it a blessing, you know, because they're so I love awesome. It. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I don't think that uh, if, if I could change it, I wouldn't. Me too. You know, I, uh, Same thing. I, I love it, man. My kids are, are little crazies, and, and they got me wrapped around their finger. That's for it's sure. It's so cute, man. Yeah, I saw it on the countdown special. You know what's really fascinating to me is guys that, like, break out of that cycle like you just said you had like not the best relationship with your dad whatever it is mm -hmm. but yet from all you seem like a, a great father you seem like really into your kids and everything yeah it's other other guys they 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 get stuck in that cycle where all right my father wasn't around why should i be around that type of thing what is it what is it when you became a father that did something click or did you always want to be a father? Did you say, I'm not going to be like this dude when I have kids? Or, or Yeah, I was, uh, that was the one thing that I can remember always knowing that no matter what, as soon as I had kids, I was never going to be like my dad. Uh, and, and when we were getting ready to have our first kid, I, I remember being terrified, so yeah. afraid. Like, you know, I was only like 22 or yeah, I think it was 22. And I didn't know what the hell to do about being a parent. I was still kind of an idiot. You know, I was struggling in this fight game and I, I you know, it was up and down and, and I didn't know what to do, but I did know what I wasn't going to do. You know, at least I had like the blueprint of how not to do it. And I just figured if I go the opposite <laughs> direction, yeah, that I just, I'd be all right, you know? And, and I think that that's partially what saved my career was when I started having kids. I, I think I needed someone to need me. Uh, uh, and once I, once someone depended on me and, and, it was my responsibility to make sure that that, that these four ladies ha have a roof over their head and they yeah. have something to eat, and they, that's my motivation. You know, it's it's of course I want the title, uh, and that's been the end goal from the very beginning. But it, it's really been about making sure that that I do everything that I possibly can to not only make sure that my fiance never has to want for anything, that my kids never have to want for anything. 
Uh, but I want I want to set my grandkids up, you know, and I'll never apologize for wanting to give them a head start. I, I won't. So you got the three kids with your wife. This is the fiance. Fiance. Yeah. <clears throat> How old is your oldest? Uh, she's seven. So you're taking your time to get that ring. All right, let's change the subject. <laughs> let's get off this in case your wife listens. I don't know. She might be listening. And let me tell you, that's a fight you ain't going to fucking win. Hey, any kids or no? Yes, I have a four and a half year old daughter. You, are, you got scared with saying the age. Like, oh, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Half year old daughter. And uh, man, she is my road dog. If you never see my, and she, she consumed, like, I was always one of those guys. I always want. My deal was I wanted three boys. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, I want three boys. You can fight it out with them, you know, because this is the thing. Yeah. There's going to come a certain point in life where boys are going to challenge you. Such an apple thing. They're going to challenge your dad. Gonna, I'm like, I'll fight it out with them. <laughs> you know, we'll get it. We'll get it cracking. And I was like, yeah, I want three boys because you can talk to boys yeah. in a certain type of way. You can be tough on them. Yeah. I was like, I don't want a girl. I don't want to have to deal with all this other stuff. I don't want yeah. it. I don't want it. And then he's like, whoop, lo and behold, it's a girl. I, and I remember when I heard on the phone, I was told, I was like, oh. I got quiet. And she's like, hello? You? <laughs> and I got quiet. I was like, oh, my God. All, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But then when she came, man, it was, I needed it. Yeah. Because I, I was so hardcore, especially even with training. I was, I was one of those, I, this is what I want to do. I want to be a champion. This is the formula. You're just going to train and, and, and work hard and work on these techniques, and that's it. I didn't want no other distractions. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big drinker, not a big partier, none of that. But that was just it. Boom, boom, boom. And Rashad used to always try to get me like, hey, come on out. Come, let's, 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 let's go out. Let's go to this one spot. Let's go hang out for a second. I'm like, no, I got to train in the morning. And he used to always tell me, man, you got to work on the balance. You got to work on balance. It's, it's balance. You got to balance this. And I was just like, yeah, all right. And, uh, and then he'll go out and I'd be in the house just wanting to train. And then when my daughter came, it was like it mellowed me out. It was like yeah. like a, a shot that I needed to it, it just woke something else up in me. And, and like Anthony said, it's now I had someone who needed me. It wasn't just for me what I wanted to do. It wasn't just me. I chose to do this sport. But now it's like someone needs me. Not only do I want to be successful for myself, but I have someone that's dependent on me now as well. So added motivation it's like being self-employed i mean you guys are your own bosses technically because you you, you know if you want to fight you fight and if you don't you just do something else yeah. so now you have somebody you have to fight to, to make a living true, for so absolutely. i guess it is a motivating sure. factor you know i found for a while i think that having i think i kind of went the opposite direction a little bit when i first started having kids kind of made me a pussy for a little while yeah. like i was almost <laughs> too into my feelings a little bit yeah. uh and i had to kind of figure i had to figure out like how to turn it on and turn it off because I was kind of like you, I was turned on all the time. I yeah. was just fight mode twenty four seven. Yeah, and, and then I had to. Then I would turn it off, and I couldn't figure out how to get it back on. You know, like I just struggled with trying to be an emotional yeah. father to to daughters, and then be a you know raging serial killer in the octagon. It's, <laughs> it's tough, you know. How did but, you start doing that? How did you fix that? I, I I just had to work it out in my head. You know, it just takes a while, and and. As time goes, you figure out, like, you know, about a week out, you know, I start changing a little bit. You know, I start getting a little bit more intense and my temper gets a little shorter. I'm a little, I, I, I don't deal with the bullshit as, as much as I normally do. You know, I'm a little bit snappier, uh, you know, on some people that are irritating. Uh, and then I, I just kind of, I slowly pull myself out, you know what I mean? And, and then I go to the, you know, the, once the fight week comes, you know, then they're home and, uh, you know, I just kind of set that time aside. Like, I'm dad now while we're on the phone during the fight week, and then afterwards I can turn it back on. And you guys have both had issues with 
uh, Colby. What what happened in the Chicago gym where he was just kind of? I have to ask you that because he's piping up again and he's just kind of annoying everyone. It, it's pretty annoying. It's pretty annoying. Uh, you know, he's just. I, I I understand what he's doing. I really do, man, and I respect it. I it's just it's a problem because I'm not in his lane. I'm not in his way. Right. I totally get his issue. I get I get their problem, right? Yeah, sure. Because they're gonna put, they're gonna fight. Yeah. Like, and this is a this is a great opportunity for both of them to set the table for for like his next paycheck, and th- and that's good for Kamara. That's fuck it. That's perfect. Sure. Like, go out there, get your title, and then now you got your next paycheck already set up. You got your next victim ready to roll. Yeah. But what the hell does that do for me? That and didn't not, do shit for me. And not for nothing, Jimmy. <clears throat> what Anthony is saying here is that you know, no matter what Colby says about um. Uh, Camaro and even Ben uh, Ben Askren for that matter, sure. they can get paid for they can it, and yeah. it could be a win win because Camaro gets to put his fist in somebody's face. Absolutely, Anthony's never going to get that chance with Colby. They're not in the same weight class, so it's like, dude, you know, th- that's why I totally un- I get it. Then you want to sell a fight, but hey, man, you're dealing with professional go- fighters here. You know, these guys aren't pussies, man. You're going to run into these guys. you got to be held accountable. Like, that's... Well, I, totally, for doom. I yeah. totally understood Absolutely. when Kamara... When and I brought up the, the Dana when we, I talked to him. Uh, but Dana thinks I'm fucking nuts anyway. <laughs> but, but when Kamara seen him, he went up to him. Because it's almost like, all right, we're in an age now where nobody has to man up. Absolutely. Nobody has to... Like, like if... Like I don't believe, ben, and I like Ben from I don't know him personally, but he right. seems almost like an Eddie Haskell. If you know who Eddie Haskell, that's my <laughs> yeah. before somebody saw him here. The only guys, guys my age will be laughing because it was like Leave It to Beaver, and he's like the nice to the parents, but he's really like you know kind of like just a wise. You know Eddie Haskell? Yeah. Okay. But uh, so he's kind of like you can't really. Colby's just douchey. Like Colby is just kind of like ah, oh, dude, I'm gonna smack that douchebag. But Ben, I don't get that from Ben's almost like a tongue in cheek, like a. Just a, a, like a smart ass. They, but yeah. I do understand. Hey, somebody's like, dude, don't mention my name. Who the fuck are you to mention my name? Facts. I understand Absolutely. where you're coming from. Absolutely. And 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 this is that, that's a good the thing is, they're almost the same guy. But the, the difference between both of them is is Ben has managed to do what Kobe couldn't do. Which is for Kobe, you can't be the the, the tough guy troll. A lot of trolls don't relate to that because a lot of the trolls are the fat, lazy slobs behind that are that can't do it to you in person, but they're gonna hide behind the keyboard and, and talk shit. They're those guys, and who do a lot of them look more like? Ben or Kobe? Kobe's actually it looks like it's a guy that trains, got muscles, can actually kind of fight. <laughs> or you got the guy that has a grandma body with the long, <laughs> with the bushy, curly hair. You know, like I'm, I shit you not. You, you see that poster? There's that poster. Can you pull, can you pull up that poster of um, that that the UFC made of the four headlining fights? It, it, it's 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 Anthony, John, oh, me, and Woodley. Uh, um, uh, Robbie um, and uh, wait, Ben. Robbie and Ben. If you scroll, if you scroll, you'll see the the there, top. Look to the left. Five. Actually, to the left. Or, no, no, no. That's go not up. The one? No, no, no. Go up. It's all of us, all on, on one. <laughs> By the way, I've heard scroll, a lot of insulting things said by fighters. Never grandma body. That's you, the first time I've heard it. You can scroll up and, hey. and 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 find it, and it's just like you look at it. It's like, what the fuck? Does this guy even fucking train? Like, what? What is Come this? On. What do you, you know? What do you think his success? What What do you think is Success is um, due to is it to the the, the caliber of guys he's fighting, or is it that he's that good in the one area? Almost like Damian Mai is that good in jujitsu. He's that good with the wrestling that he's able to do that to everybody. And, and but 
It, or is it the caliber of guys he's fighting? Who's been? Uh, it's a it's a mixture of everything. Like, but the thing is, everyone's like, oh, he's a fight. This guy's not a fighter. That's a, that's not a that's not a fight. When you 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 have one like you either great at jujitsu or you're a really good damn good wrestler. He's a damn good wrestler. I take nothing away from. Him. I'm a wrestler, and that's one of the biggest thing. We we you earn respect in wrestling, and he's a good wrestler. I don't take anything away from him. Like, could he beat some of the best wrestlers on the planet right now, like Jordan Burroughs and these guys? No, no way. But in his time, he was a, a damn good wrestler. He went to the Olympics. He went. How many Olympics does he have? Medals does he have? And I have. Guess what? We both have zero. It does. Yeah, he's a good wrestler, and even to this day, he's a wrestler. Like, when was the last time you saw him trade, eat a punch, and trade with someone? No, he don't do Never. that. Never. No, he don't do that. So don't call him a fighter. He's not a fighter. He's a wrestler that happened to have wrestled all these fighters to where, yeah, at that point, the, those fighters weren't at the caliber. Like, the guys, the best guys he's beat is who? Douglas Lima. And, and who, who else? Karishnikov, I, I think. And, and these guys weren't at the level they're at now. And, you know, so, yeah, it's a mixture of both. And he just wrestles everybody. Now, what happens when you can't take a guy down to wrestle him? And this guy's hitting you in the face. Now, what happens? Now, he's fighting. Well, we're going to maybe find out. I mean, Robbie yeah. Lawler yeah. does well. I mean, I remember his fight with Josh Koshek, man. Well, he did well. He gets the, I think he got the butterfly guard. He got back up. And um, how, do you, how do you see that one going? Man, and, and me speaking from a guy who's trains with Robbie now. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it, it's um, yeah. Robbie put in the work. He, he did. I, I, a lot of people. And Robbie's kind of a special guy. He's different. He doesn't really share a lot. Doesn't really talk a lot. He'll be in a room right now. You wouldn't know it's Robbie Lawler. He'll be in the corner, <laughs> quiet guy. But that's the guy that can really do you some harm. Yeah. And it's, I'm I'm excited to see how he does because when someone has ACL surgery, coming back from that is difficult. And so he's been pushing weight. He's been throwing some weight around, and, yeah. and he's big and strong. And and I, I I hope this fight lit the fire that I think it lit under him to get back. And if, if that's the case, man, that's, that's a dangerous guy to have to fight. And we're going to see this wise-ass get punched in the mouth pretty soon. How, um, how, how's it been working with, uh, um, with inner, um, Hoost? Uh, Hoof. Henry. Henry Hoost. Yeah, Henry Hoof, man. Henry Hoof is a great coach. I mean, it, it's, he's, when I got in, it was like the perfect coach that you needed yeah. to start because he's so basic. He, 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 I mean, of course, he knows all these. He was a world champion kickboxer. Yeah. He knows all these amazing kicks and things like that you can do, but he, he keeps it so fundamentally sound because at the end of the day, we all know when you're tired as hell, you, you know, you don't want to be doing a spinning back kick. You don't want to be doing all the, this crazy stuff when you're gassed out. Both guys are tired. You go back to the basic, the jab, the one-two. And he keeps it so basic to where he keeps – you can learn it quickly. And, and that's just kind of how I started. I, I'm very – I'm very fundamental. I do a lot of things that are just basic, but I do, I work on it well enough to where it's going to work when it needs to work. And when you and Anthony too, when you when you hear about guys not giving you as much uh, of a chance as you obviously have in this fight, it does take a lot of the pressure off. And you look back at one of Jones's fights against uh, Ovin St. Preux, where you know everyone thought he was going to murder OSP, and that wound up being a, a five round grueling fight for him. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't put a lot of weight into that. I don't really watch. I don't really watch the opponents, right? So, when like I don't really dig too deep into like John's career, but I do remember watching that fight. Yeah. And and if you watch the John Jones that fought Ovin St. Preux, and you watch the John Jones that just fought Alexander Gustafson, I don't see any difference. 
I don't see, I haven't seen John do a new technique or add a new wrinkle to his game in five years. Just hasn't. He's, he was way ahead of the curve when he first came in. And everyone's slowly catching up. He's not, I really don't believe he's any better now than he was five years ago. Um, I think he's probably smarter. You sure. know, he makes good decisions because he's got more experience. But I, I just don't, I don't see anything that he does super phenomenal. Uh, he puts it together well. He's, he's, you know, I, I can't speak to his fight IQ enough. I mean, the guy is, he just makes good decisions and he makes them quickly and on the fly. But it's, but technically, I just don't see it. I don't, I, I, there's nothing that wows me, you know, I, and there's nothing that he did after OSP that's wowed me. It's funny you say you don't watch the fight because I've heard both sides of that. Some guys watch everything a guy has ever done and some guys just don't want to know. What, what is it, what is it about that thinking that you're like, I don't want to see, I don't want to watch him? Well, obviously, I've watched John fight, just, sure. uh, but I've never sat, broke down the tape, fast forward, rewind, rewind, play, rewind, play. I've never done that because I don't. What ends up happening when people fight John? They end up standing in front of him, like watching him and waiting on him, and that's just not what I do. I don't. If I start digging into what he does, I'm going to start messing with my own head, and I'm going to start looking for things that aren't there, or I'm going to start start anticipating things that may or may not ever happen. And then there I am standing in front of John Jones waiting on shit that may or may not happen. So I'm just going to take the fight to him I'm gonna, and make him react to me. It, it, I, I'm, I'm going to do something that no one other than Gus the first time has done to John, and that's make him fight. He doesn't want to fight. John, doesn't, John Jones does not want to get into a fucking fist fight. He wants to stand on the outside, pick you apart, counter you, hit you with the oblique kicks. He, he wants to frustrate you and get you to do something stupid. I'm not waiting on John Jones. I don't, I don't give a shit what John wants to do. It doesn't matter to me. So if I'm watching him fight, it means I'm worried about what he's going to do, and I'm, and I'm not. I don't care what he's going to do. We're going to get into a fight. Interesting. So part of it is, too, like if you're watching a tape, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, are you almost, in a way, waiting for something you've seen on the tape to play out in real life without realizing right. it? Guys fall into that right. trap. And, and, and some, some guys need to watch lots of tape. Like, John is a guy who needs to watch lots of tape. GSP was a guy who liked to watch a lot of tape over and over and over, and then they just obsess over it. I don't got time for that shit. I got, I got myself to worry about. And if I'm worried about what he's doing, then I'm not 100% focused on myself. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want to focus on what I'm doing. There was something they said they caught Cormier doing, I think in that last fight, where Daniel does like a, a slight duck down, and that said he said that they trained for that because they saw that he did that, and he knew he'd be able to land a head kick. So I mean, I, like maybe for him it works, but for you it might not work. Yeah, I mean, some guys, some guys dig a lot into, into film. And, and yeah, when you dig into film, you, you, you start to see areas where you can you know, take, capitalize you on exploit, it. But... Yeah. Like Anthony just said, that, that leaves you waiting the whole time you're thinking, okay, let me, what, what do I do to get him to do that move that I saw, that, that thing that I saw so I can land this thing that I've prepared. But what happens when he doesn't do that? The whole time when he, he, he doesn't do that move. And then, then it's like, And then yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you've been you're expecting like, it to happen and it never He didn't give me that opportunity to do that move. You know? So I, I think I'm kind of a happy medium. I'm in, in between both because I'm, I'm one of those guys, I like to study so I know that I'm prepared for this test. I mean, I, it's just that that's just my mentality so it's i like to get an overview i like to know that oh this guy has a big right hand all right so watch out for it so I, it's not out of the blue he has a big right hand so you know be aware of it but that doesn't stop me from wanting to impose what i train to do 100 percent. and a lot of times when you're watching the tape it's really to be like all right all right he's so good with this right hand good with this right kick he's got to beat me with the left side i gotta watch yes, out for this and this absolutely. but at the end of the day in this sport 
you can't put any, it doesn't matter what he did with the guys in the past no. I mean at, both these guys I mean the attitude I've always had is they got this guy's this guy's fighting me. This guy's got the fucking problem. I don't give sure. a fuck what the... The critics aren't in there with you guys. You know that. Did you watch film at all? Uh, you know what? I watched stuff with, with Ray who'd be like, look, watch this. See how George... Uh, for instance, George... Uh, he, he, he's like really shitting on George's stand-up back then. He's like, look, he's... he's 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 overrated standing, and I'm not saying that now. George is a fucking stud, but I'm saying back then he was like, look, he's doing this high kick. You could take this away, this that, and he had the guys who I was working with simulate that, which which I, and so I've seen. So when I've, it's almost like I've seen that shit like Neo in the Matrix. All right, there's the high kick. There's this. I'm right, I, and that's so exactly like, how we do it. Hundred percent. It's almost like my coach has to coach two people. Yeah, he has to coach one of my training partners or someone we brought in to do what that guy's going to be doing. And then teach me how to deal with it. So, and if there's ever something that's a little bit hairy, like, all right, watch this real quick. It'd be like five seconds. Yeah. Here's what it'll look like. And then when I'm seeing it in front of me, like, oh, that makes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, but other than that, like, I'm not, and clearly I've watched John fight. I just, yeah. I just did an analyst gig uh, and I had to break him down versus Gustafson. So it's not like I've never watched the guy fight. It's, yeah. but I've never like broke it down and said, "Here's what my skills are. Here's what his are. How do those mix it?" That's not. That's not my job. It's what it, I got coaches for. It's a hundred percent, man. Even like when, when Aljo was just fighting Jimmy uh, uh, Rivera, there was like little things when uh, like, like I was watching the tape, and I would just watch it on my iPad, and then like I'd film little bits and pieces on my iPhone, and I go to Aljo, I go, "Look, look at the way uh, Pedro Munoz like uh, 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 snatched up that single, man." And then, but he just let it go, and so little things like that, just to keep in the head, is important, Jimmy. Yeah, just something like. Well, I guess it was Tyson who had the quote: "Everyone has a, a plan to like get punched in the face," and and I guess that's the goal is just to kind of go in there and knock him out of whatever game plan he thought he had. For sure, that's absolutely the plan. They got my money, Jimmy. I'm gonna be watching. Yeah, this isn't this whole card from top to bottom is fucking is, is amazing. I mean, it's this, awesome. The, and, and even the uh, we just talked to uh, to Jeremy Stevens fighting a Zabit as the main event on the ESPN prelims. That's wild. Yeah, this is a, that's a, wild. That's one of those fights. You're like we'll be in the back, but I'm sure we'll be watching. Yeah, like, Zabit and Jeremy Stevens. That's crazy. Well, that's not. That's I, the hard part about fighting too. Is like you, you, you want to enjoy the fight before you, but like if it's over in, in you know in, in 30 seconds, like fuck, I got to be ready to go out now. It, it, yeah, it's a happy medium. You got to know how to how to be able to still get your job done, get yourself in that mind frame of wanting to go out and compete, but still, of course, glance over at TV. Oh, let me see what these guys. Oh, okay, that's, 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 right. that's okay. It's going on. It's almost over. You know, you got to find that happy medium. Will you typically want fights before you? And I know that on some level you don't care. Will you typically want them to go the full five so you have more time to relax or prepare in the back? Or will you want them over fast because you want to get out there immediately? Uh, faster the better. Really? <laughs> faster the better for me. It, it's, it, oh, man, it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends on... It. It depends on the time of day. Sometimes you still that bump the bubble guts, you know. Yeah. You, you still it, it, it's it's at you, and you're just like, all right, let's get to let's get it over with right yeah. now. Or just sometimes you just you know like a day he's cold and you're just yeah. tired, and it's like it takes a little longer to get going. So it's like okay, the the more time the better. Okay, I can I can get going now. It's funny, Stefan Struve, who just I, I most likely retired. If you heard him speech, he's like, I don't like to make these decisions on the like, at the yeah. moment, but he he put his gloves down. He said that. Uh, I read one of his post-fight things, and he's like, I'm glad I'm never going to be feeling that nervousness feeling again. And I don't agree with that. He might be saying that now. Sure. Because it's, oh, it's a, you got, man, a fight's coming up. Because so many things can happen, you get crazy emotions in you. 
But I I think that's the feeling of feeling alive. Not many people are going to feel what you guys feel. Un, yeah, another What another we feel at this table, mine, yeah. just like having a child. Jimmy will never feel no. the stuff that we felt in the cage. <laughs> and life. Jimmy, I'm sorry. Jimmy, Jimmy, you, you never know. Jimmy, you can have a kid. Well, you'll never know what it's like to, to struggle with an erection and make up an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are absolutely oh, right. I'm lightheaded now. It's definitely <laughs> another <laughs> training partner of mine is... is yeah, I think that's part of why this is so addictive, because you 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 hate some of the things that come along with with this sport, like like even the weight cutting aspect per se. Yeah. Like sometimes you're like, you know, I hate this so yeah. much. You hate it when you have to go through it, but then when that that element is not there anymore, or that part's not there, then it's it's kind of like it's a sick feeling inside. You're like. I just need a little bit of weight. Just not not crazy amount to where I'm suffering a lot, but a little bit, you know. Like you miss certain things, and then that feeling of wanting to like being nervous or a little scared or excited to fight. Once that feeling is not there, I, you're gonna you're gonna miss it. And, and Stefan, yeah, I know he he deals with it a little different, you know. But uh, you, you are gonna miss it because there's like. There's gonna be a time where you get old and you're talking to your 100%. kids or your grandkids and you're just like, yeah, I used to do this, you know. So you're gonna miss that feeling. Plus, there's probably no high like like actually beating the shit out of another guy. And, and I mean, there's really no other way to test yourself better than fighting another guy in, in a cage. I mean, there's got to be no high better than that. Yeah, it sounds it sounds crazy. I mean, it makes you sound like a psychopath when you say it out <laughs> loud, but. There's just something primal yeah. about walking away from oh, a limp man. body knowing you made it that way. Yes. I know that sounds super, super terrible, but no, it's not, like, I mean it's it's just that that feeling of overcoming another man. It's just it's there's just no better feeling, and a lot of times it's relief. You know, it, oh, it looks it looks right. super savage when it's happening, but like when I was walking away from Shogun, <sighs> it, it it wasn't it wasn't like oh my god, I'm so excited, I just just murked Shogun. It was like thank God. It's like over. I, like yeah. it's and over. And I won. They can't restart it, right? right? It's like, yes, this is it. Right. It's the same thing with the, point, with the Andrew yeah. Sanchez knockout. You know, when I was hammer fisting him, it wasn't like I'm trying to hurt this man. It was like, just stop this before he wakes back up. You're locked you in know? a cage with another man yeah. trying right. to do bodily harm to you. But I've sure. never heard that before. That's an interesting. Like, there's a very famous one of Liddell. I, I think it was maybe after he beat Tito, where he, he runs around. It's like it's showing all the highlight clips, just like an animal. But it never occurred to me that that was relief too, <laughs> mm -hmm. that it's over and that you want. Most up. most of it is relief. I, I at least on my end, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but most of it is is it's just relief because you, you know, it's just there's a lot on the line, man. There's there's a. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of there's a lot of time. I mean, sometimes in this game, a loss will set you back two years. You know, it, it, you just you can't afford to take them. And it's not it's not even that I'm relieved that I got through him or that he didn't beat me up. Like I would venture to guess, none of us give a shit about getting beat up. Uh, but just the this, this, it's just the high stakes poker here, you know. And 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 a loss could be devastating. And and. Nobody wants that shit. Yeah, when you get the bubble guts is a good way of describing it too. What is it? I mean, is, are you scared of actually? It, it's not like you're scared of getting hit. What, what is it that is, is it the the, the 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 loss or the embarrassment of it or what is it that makes you so nervous? It's it's all of the above. I I, I call it uh, just a roller coaster of, of emotion because you you're you're nervous because for the whole training camp you you you've even had moments of oh man this guy beat me up this guy knocked me out this way or this guy could knock me out like that or this guy could submit me or do this and then you, yeah you got you you fight you, you're battling that feeling the whole time like no he he can't do that to me but he did do it to this guy he, he might be able to do it he knows how to do this well so you you battle with those feelings and then it's like you know harm's coming 
you, there's no way around it. Harm is right there in that cage, but you got to walk towards it. So you got that feeling in your stomach, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm scared. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm I'm excited. I know I train hard. You know, yeah. I, I I'm excited. You're nervous. You're and then it's thousands of people in this arena screaming now. Yeah, it's 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 that feeling of feeling like people deal with it a different way. For me, I I I figured out a way to hone all that. Yeah, because you can't get and you can't get too excited too because you get so excited. Ah, you get in that cage, boom, adrenaline dump right yeah. away. You look like you've never trained a day in your life. <laughs> you know? yeah, season four, Ultimate Fighter, George St. Pierre was a, this is before I fought him. He was a, one of the guest uh, teachers there and he was talking to Randy Couture and he was going, he was talking about the pre-fight stuff like we're talking about now and George would say, Randy, I can't do a great accent. But he goes, how do you deal with the nerves? Every time I'm in the locker room, I'm going, why don't I have a regular job? (laughs) Why do I do this? And then he goes out and he fucking whips ass because it's George St. Pierre. Just like he mentioned, when you get that relief, it's the only thing I can really compare it to is if you've seen movies uh, of... um, Serial killers like like uh, Mr. Brooks or something like that with the, what was that Kevin Costner and, and to where when they finally when they commit that murder they they just it's like a relief that they get it's it's almost like a super high and and that's that's kind of how I compared to it in my mind when you when you get that relief of I had to go through this bullshit training getting beat up because some you might be the baddest guy in the room but you got to train and you got a new partner coming in on you and they just make you feel like dog shit beating you up the whole time and then all that relief you feel it come to flourishing and you cut weight and everything and then boom now you you just beat up this bad dude who trained just as hard as you did but you flourished over him it's like a whew. To release, I did it. Does yes. it sorry? Does, does it help you guys to know that no matter how you feel, and no matter how, what the other face is that you're looking at, they feel the same way you do. You have to know that on some level. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And you can use that almost down to anything in this game. You know, the the first thing I always think, you know, that first round. You're, uh, for me at least, I'm always way more tired after the first than I will be the whole rest of the fight. Then you recover, and, and that adrenaline, you know, kind of flushes out, and then you're good again. But I always think to myself, no matter how shitty I feel, I know he feels exactly the same yeah. way. Because not only are we in the exact same position, but I know the pressure that the emotional pressure that I put on people is is much more than anybody's ever going to put on me. So I know, no matter what his face looks like, I know exactly how he feels. And being the champions, even though they're they're the champions and you want what they have, there is a lot more pressure on them because they're trying to retain something against two guys who are extremely hungry to get it. I always think it's harder to keep a belt than it is to to get it because it's like the motivating factor of of fighting a guy who's got what you want, it seems like it's a lot more. Absolutely. And and, um, a wise guy used to always say this. And and this was when I was just coming around and I started getting into the sport a little more. We'd always roll into town and Burt Watson – would be in the back, and Bert used to well, he used to give the pep talks before uh, the weigh-ins on the scale. And Bert used to always say, "It's a lot harder to stay here than it is to get here." And the same thing with the champions now. There's a huge gap from challenger to champion, huge gap, and not just on the pay scale. I'm talking opportunities, the different things that are presented to you as a champion that you never see as a challenger. And so these guys are fighting to keep that alive. 
like Tyron's trying to fight that to keep this his, his music career alive right now. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, nobody, don't get me started hey, with that. Hey, ain't nobody trying to hear his mixtape if he's just another regular fighter. <laughs> oh, that's just that whack ass fighter trying to promote a music career. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to hear that. But like it, it's, it's a different it's a different ring when it's oh that's that UFC champion. Did you hear his song? It. Did you like it? Yeah, I heard it. I'll beat. I that. heard both I'll, of them. What is it? I'll beat your ass. I'll beat I'll your ass. Your I mean, ass. this is the thing. It's is very the, catchy. The only reason pe- uh, it's not that catchy. I didn't quite enjoy it as much as Matt did. Yeah. Sure. Matt enjoyed it a reason, lot more than everyone. I'm gonna be honest. honest. The only reason that the only reason that really picked up steam is because okay, it was something new that he was trying, but it was also with that whole Darren Till hype, and then he went out there and actually beat Darren Till up. Then he was like, oh, uh, you know, and then Wiz Khalifa's on it too, another popular rapper. So it's like, all right. But then his new song, you heard the new one that he dropped. Uh, no, what is it? Called? it? Uh, it's called Blow. Shit, man. I think it's called Play That Thing uh, Blow or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if we can play that one because he's featured on it. It's oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's yeah. featured on it, and it's like you know, I'm just like, man, you wrote those lyrics? Like, are you serious? Well, listen, man, Come on, bro, you could done better than that. There's something oh, not great. There's yeah. something about being, you know, that you have no net underneath you. You know, yeah. he has a net underneath. He could be the next Ice T. Maybe not. That's a, that might be a little ice cube. A nice. Give me any other ice. He listen. Vanilla ice. I don't know. Listen. He. I like that. I do like the beat your ass song. Yeah. Because he'll beat your ass in real life. He'll beat your ass on TV. I don't know. Not your ass. Look at you. In he general. Oh, I know it. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't words. Don't get me started. I don't like what I say. You got to learn to love the way I say it. They call me the new song. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I'm all for him looking for different avenues to, to you know, push his brand and, and really provide for himself and his family, you know. But, you know, that, that what I'm getting at is there's a big... There's a big difference as far as being a challenger, having those opportunities, than being a champion and having those opportunities. And those guys are fighting to keep that while we're fighting to get there. Yeah, and also those guys have, th- those are kind of the guys that everyone is focusing on. So Absolutely. no matter what you're training for, there's always tyrants got to be in the back of your mind or John or whoever's the champion has to be somewhere lurking Facts. back there. Uh, and they just have to prepare for you guys as you come up. So. Uh, I wish you guys both luck. I'm mean, telling us we have to wrap up with you, but I, I, you're both two really nice guys, and uh, I, I want to see you both do really well in these fights. I like John, and I like Tyron, too, though. Um, that's called covering your bases in case Absolutely. they come in. A hundred percent. But uh, what a great... This is uh, UFC uh, 235. It is this Saturday night. The main event, of course, is Anthony against John for the light heavyweight title, and Kamaru fighting uh, Tyron for the uh, welterweight championship. What a great couple of fights. And then Robbie Lawler and Ben Askren. This is just an amazing, amazing card. card. Yeah. It, it really is. So good luck to both of you guys. Thanks, and guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Thanks guys. For hanging out. We'll wrap up uh, after we come back. Yeah, let's make the the, uh, the the video. Hi. All right. Okay. Thank you, Anthony and Kamara, for coming in. Really, really nice guys. Yes. Um, both great fights, and of course, yes. Askren Lawler is a, is a great fight. Um, and, and Munoz against uh, Cody Garbrandt. Yep. We can't forget that. Oh, uh, shit. It, yeah, we didn't even yeah. mention that. Again, it was so hard. There's it, it, so many good fights. It, it's unbelievable. And Tish Torres and Wiley Zhang. That's I don't right. think people are super familiar with Wiley Zhang, but that's going to be a... Did she just jump into the UFC? She's had, I think she has two fights or okay. three fights in the UFC, but she's... She's no <laughs> joke. That's gonna be really fun. Oh, what's going on? I gotta, I gotta Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> this show's got so much possibilities. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know what happened. I had a coughing fit out of nowhere. Yeah. So strange. Let's go over our picks. <sighs> I think I uh, I don't know how How's I got. John, I know what I got wrong. John Dodson used to keep the hair a little bit closer to the he head. Did. No. Oh yeah, he's got a. 
It looks like he's working on a fro there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going. It's yeah. up there. What do we got? Uh, first fight of the main card this past weekend Whoa, was... Magomed! Yeah, Magomed Ankaleev and Klitson Abreu, who's making his UFC debut. Magomed won that fight by unanimous decision. <laughs> Magomed who, though? Ankaleev. 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 That was stuck in my head the entire week. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a good fight, man. He took that fight on short notice, though, you said. Uh... Klitson, I don't know if it was. I think no, no. Yeah, I think Magomed took it on short notice. No, um, I don't. And hold I don't on, remember, honestly, did his nose look like that after the fight, before the fight, or no? No, that happened during the Dude, fight. Dude, did you see his nose? I did not. Question mark. Oof. Not me asking you a question. His yes, nose is a like question one. mark. Yeah, tough, but <laughs> you know, it's a tough game. Yes, uh, Jimmy, you had Magomed by second round knockout. You okay. get a point. Matt, you had second round knockout. I took Clinton and Brea by second round submission, um, and it didn't work out. So you guys got that right. Yo, John Dodson looked a little off, man. He's uh, he's. I'm not saying he looks soft. I don't know if the hair was throwing me off, uh-huh. but he was. I mean, I'm impressed. But y- yeah, Pietro Jan. Pietro. 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 It's Pietro. like Pietro. It's Russia, the Peter Pietro Jan. Yeah. Jan. Yeah. Dude, that guy. Is a Russian problem. Yes. Jimmy. Yes, he, is. he gave zero Fs. Nice language. And now I'm trying to clean it up right. towards the end of the show. I appreciate it. I wait that. until everybody leaves and then I, I all of a sudden uh, I'm talking. Potty mouth, yeah, potty mouth. Potty mouth, potty mouth. But he, what's his record? And wh- how many fights does he have in the UFC? I'm going to guess 37 and 0. <laughs> I, th- I think that might be too many. Uh, let me say. Jimmy. Jimmy, the show. Has so much potential. No, no, that is his fourth UFC fight. He's four zero in the UFC, twelve and one overall. He has a split decision loss to Magomed Magomedov, but this is back in twenty fifteen. Who? Who did he lose to? Uh, Magomed Magomedov. This is a few years ago. Not in the UFC. Um, He's four zero in the UFC, and. that's he. Yes, well, he. That was that was a coming out party for him. I mean, he I, really looks like a, a yeah. legit contender. And it know. was a just decision. Oh, yeah. I feel. I don't know. John was a little upset about it, and uh, I thought he was a little bit off. He still has power and he's sure. explosive, but something seemed off. I mean, or Petre just seemed on. Petre, I'm calling him. <laughs> That's fine. Is that what you call him? Pietra. Uh, Pietra. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna call him Jan. You call him Mr. Jan. Jan is a badass. I like this kid. He's only 25 years old. Yep. And the best is like I don't when you, when you I don't know if it's just the Russian and like the the accent and well not the accent just him talking in, in Russian, but he's just like yeah this guy wasn't a hero of mine. I don't give a shit yeah. basically. You know yeah. I don't think he was cursing though. He's got he's more respectful. But go ahead. I'm, I'd like to see what's next with this kid. What a what a dangerous dude, man. I, yes. I like it, man. Yeah, no, he really is. I mean, he looks like accurate a legit with, contender now. Accurate with the hands. It's, I mean. John Dodson's a hard guy to find, yeah. you know, and he found him. He found him like several times with the with, with his uh, with his fists. You know what it looks like? It looks like everything that Jan was throwing. It looked like he was throwing it with really bad intentions. With Dodson, and maybe this is what you're you're talking about. It didn't seem like everything he was throwing was to knock out. It seemed like he was just trying to land, and there there was maybe just an intensity difference there. Not yeah. that Dodson isn't you know a great fighter, but it seemed like. Sure. Like Jan is kind of on his way up now, you know. And Speaking, so who had who picked? Uh, Jim oh. Norton had Pietro Jan by decision, yes, as did. did I. And Matt, you had John Dotson by decision. Didn't work out. Damn I don't it. pick them too good sometimes. I got three. What I got four points so far. Uh, you do have four points. What do I have? Points. You have uh, one, one point so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Liz Camucci. <laughs> yep. She's tough, man. Yes. She is. Fucking very little tough. pit bull. What just happened? 
What'd you just do? Oh, there we go. Sorry. What's going on? Okay. All right. Um, I thought that uh, I thought I thought this was another obviously just uh, decision. Yep. Yes. And uh, I thought she was a little pit bull. I like. I enjoyed this fight, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see Lucy back. Yeah, she's game. I mean, she she's, game. she was never out of the fight, but but no. Carmouche has an advantage, I no, think, with the wrestling, and she she used it. Yeah, know. she she's improving now. Yes, uh, we all had Liz Carmouche by decision, so we all got okay. the points there. That's all right, seven. good. I got some points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still three behind. Well, let's see what else happens here. Yeah, Dad, oh, still ahead. We all lost this one. This is not good. Yeah, our boy uh, Jean Vellante. Yeah, and Michael Electichuk. Uh, Vellante. Hell of a body shot. A, yeah, get hit with a liver shot. Woof. Uh, and uh, I believe. I'm, I picked this one wrong, too. Yeah, you had Volante by decision. Me and Matt both had uh, John by second-round knockout. And I had uh, Struve wrong as well. No, uh, you had him right. You said decision. You said submission. You had that right. He yes. Who right. yeah, said yeah. submission? I had, uh, I had Struve by second-round submission. Oh, okay. You had Struve by second-round knockout. Boom. And, uh, Jimmy, you took Marco Sergio de Lima by first-round knockout, yeah. which makes sense because that's what that guy wants to do. Yeah. But, I just felt like Struve had such a such an advantage on the ground, and I was glad that he, he got it there. Marcus looked a little chubby. Well, the yeah, first round, belly the first, on him. The yeah. first round was almost ten eight. I think that was almost a ten. The best round. is he went yeah, he, he, he knocked, him, he knocked him down with a right hand. Yeah. Man. yeah, he came in, he just fucking clocked him. And the best was Stefan's like, "Can you play that back so I know what happened?" He didn't even know what happened. That was great. Yeah, I think he's a very honest guy. That Stefan Struve, and if that was his last fight. You big gentle giant. Have a great life. We like. We enjoyed watching you fight, buddy. Yeah, we're trying. I'm trying to see if he wants to uh, get talk him on to here. Someone. Yeah, we're gonna see. Right, right. He gets in here. I'm standing on a chair when we take that picture. Yeah, I would oh, love a picture. For sure. You know, and, dude, Anthony Smith is a. Will you send me those too. pictures? I was gonna take yeah. one with just Anthony. I don't have one with just Anthony, but I didn't. Well, well, I can cut Matt out. It's all right. No, I don't want to cut it's Matt. Weird. Out. Uh, yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, all, right. all right, and then the main event: Jan Blahovich and Tiago. I believe I had that one right. Santos. Jim Norton, third round knockout. Tiago Santos, absolutely correct. Matt, you had Jan Blachowicz by decision. Oh, ah! wins! <laughs> I took uh, Tiago by first round knockout like I always do. Uh, so like so what did I get? There. 40 points this week? So overall, uh, wow. Jim Norton had four for six, 10 points for this event. Matt went three for six, six points. I've been around. Chris, the producer, four I'll for six, 11 points. Beat that ass. For the, I'll beat that ass. Go ahead. For the month. You ready for this? What? Matt went 13 out of 22, 29 points. Ooh. Jim went 15 out of 22, 24 points. Wait, hold on a second. Sure. What did I just get? You went 13 out of 22 for 29 points. And what did Jimmy get? Jimmy went 15 out of 22 for 24 points. What? My points at the end was what? 29. What did Jimmy get? 24. Okay. So you got less fights correct, but, but the ones right. you got right, you got how it was okay. going to happen more. And Chris, the producer, went... 16 for 22 with 31 points. It's really between me and Jimmy. That's true. I'm just... I'm only kidding. All right, Chris. You're the champion. (laughs) Good Uh, job. Great show, boys. That was very fun. I think we had fun. Thank you, Dan. Our guests were great. I love Jeremy on the phone. I I was laughing because what he was saying was funny to hear a guy say that, but he's like, yeah, "Yeah, laugh it up, guys. We're not fucking with you. No, I don't think he meant that in a bad way. (laughs) No, I know. You know what I mean? I think he's like, laugh it up all you want, but this is what I mean, and... Uh, Jeremy's a respectful dude. Yes, He's he a is. throwback. I like Jeremy Stevens a lot. 
And love is a strong word, but I love watching them fight. I do too. Yeah, that could be fight of the night. I mean, the only problem is it's so early in the night. Not so early, but it's the main event of the prelims. There's other great fights after it, but that definitely could be a fight of the night. Well, like Christopher Thu said, this brings me back to getting that fight bonus with Frank Trigg after I knocked him out on the first night. It was the opening fight of the card, Jimmy. And I said, all right. There's a lot of fights left. Yep. Well, there was like five left. And, and you know, somebody can get a knockout. Mm. So I was waiting, and thank goodness every other fight sucked, and <laughs> I got the knockout for knocking out Frank Trigg. It's not always about me, but no, sometimes it is. Once in a while. Uh, once nice. in a while, like every other episode. Jimmy, 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 it's, uh, it's I will almost be a, silly. I have to plug. Oh, plug, Jimmy. I have to plug. You have set him. Huh? Oh, you upset. upset him there. He was, Why? He well, was I was just going to oh, confess so... how I I feel about you in the show. Oh, I, did, I think you were wrapping up. How are we gonna, we're going to... We're going to save that for next time. No, I want to hear Jimmy, your confession. Jimmy, that ship, my friend, has to... But I thought you were... I would love to hear that. I thought you were wrapping you on the keep, show up. You better plug us. I'll talk about my <laughs> video gaming last night. Jimmy, uh, I won. All right, well, talk. Go ahead. Okay, hold on. I took out Duke of Prunes. Um, Duke of Prunes. He didn't like name. it. No. He was talking some shit. Of course he was. How he, ironic. Listen, I'm not going to talk shit. I'm going to be like Anthony Smith. The Eager Houseboy beats... Duke of don't, 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 right. don't, don't change The it. classic matchup. First of all, it's Kamora Savage oh, and sorry. the Oasis. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, May 15th uh, and 16th, I'm heading to Orlando, Florida to do the improv. Uh, April 4, 5, 6, San Francisco, Cobb's Comedy Club. May 18 and uh, 17, 17, 18, Rochester. And then, of course, 23, 24, 25, 26, four nights in the Stress Factory for Memorial Day weekend in New Jersey. Can't fucking wait to get nice. back to the Stress Factory. SarahBJJ.com. People, train jujitsu. You don't have to train with me, but you really should train. All right. All right, everybody. I had a great time. Jimmy had a phenomenal time. Chris, the producer, I'm sure had fun. Yes, I did. I'll see you in a couple of days. Say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.